0: <laughs> now we do have just for everyone watching straight away a guest come in. So stay tuned. Just running a little late. But it is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, Mr. Lonnius Maximus?
1: Uh doing not too bad. Slowly slowly getting over the disappointment and putting it all behind us and starting to look forward. So um Ooh. just just as well, the Packers got knocked out last week and Hopefully the Lions do a number
0: this week. So mm. Now, you see, I, I, I want the Lions to go. I'm, this is more for selfish reasons. I want the Lions to go to the Super Bowl, win the NFC Championship, only because I don't want the 49ers to get to six Super Bowls before the Cowboys do.
1: Exactly. Agreed. Yeah. And now if, if they're going to go and lose again... You know, like they did against the Chiefs a couple of years ago. That that's fine by me. You know, and the, they they mm-hmm. lost. Um, a uh, they lost a couple of years uh, or before that with Kaepernick as well. So, um, yeah. You know that would that would even that would even the, the records at eight appearances and only five wins. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just going for selfish reasons right now. Yeah.
1: Yep. Definitely. Yeah.
0: But hey, that's the world we live in. Uh, and I got to be honest with you uh when the cowboys played the 49ers i took a heavy trolling from that fan base or from those fans it, 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 it was some of it was getting a little personal but i mean you know me i just like yeah whatever <laughs> uh skin I, of a right. i out, know. I, I know. Say. yeah
1: but, but it, i mean obviously you've got you've got the cowboys ties with dan dan Campbell as well obviously he mm-hmm. was um here when jason Witten was drafted Par sales guy as well, so yeah, um, and developed that. And I mean, I think you know, for all that uh, hard knocks is maligned, um, you know, it's it's actually paints these guys in a fairly good light. And you know, he actually had a lot of people becoming Lions fans because of the whole Dan Campbell um, experience, as as it were, you know. So.
0: Experience, I like the way you put that. Um, but we did as well. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Dropped a little teaser about 2025, so go on to our Twitter, or if you're in our Facebook group, go check it out, or on Instagram. Uh, just go take a look. You might be, uh, you'd be, hmm. So, there will be more news on that after the Super Bowl. We're just dropping that in. Spirits a little low right now, I think, Lawn. So, we just yep. thought. Chuck that out there and try and get some of those spirits back up a little bit. Try and get everyone a little happier. But there is one thing that makes a lot of fans a lot happier. Is the Dallas Cowboys team getting better? And one way the team gets better is through the draft. So here we are. Yeah. How do you feel about getting to the, this now that we're on the draft shows, lawn?
1: Um, I'm ready to go. I feel I'm I'm getting underway with my draft prep. I know I'm not as... as... Clued up as you are, but um, you know I'm starting to read a lot of articles. Um, this is probably the first year because of the whole um, not there not being coverage on on BT Sport or anything mm-hmm. like that, and it wasn't picked up by Sky until later on. I'm probably a lot further behind than I normally am, um, but you know I'm 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 ready to start learning up on these players. And listening to as much as I can so that I'm ready to go as and when yeah. April comes along. So,
0: well, give me, I mean, I've pretty much done, I, I spent three days just looking at quarterbacks. And I also spent too much time looking at offensive linemen because me and Paul were talking about it. And I, offensive linemen, watching tape on, if you watch too much of it, you start to go cross eyed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it's just like the motion, that the spe- and because you, you're trying to look down on it, and you're trying to get different angles that it makes your eyes go all wonky. So I had to stop doing quarterbacks, but I'm happy because I think I've got enough. Quarter- I've looked at twenty. And I'm like, there's not there's not gonna be twenty quarterbacks drafted. So
1: yeah, and and quite quite frankly, at the moment, we're probably not in the market for a
0: quarterback. So <laughs> yeah. well, hmm. I mean, when we get our guests come on, we what we're gonna go through tonight. Uh, and I thought this would be a way to start the draft series off. Is before we decide who we think the Cowboys should draft, we need to look at the Cowboys roster and decide what positions they need to draft. Everyone at the moment is is very inclined to say linebacker, um, offensive line. Yeah, you know they, they, these seem to be the the main ones: defensive line. But you know we'll go through it position by position and we'll break it down over the next hour and we'll just decide then from that going forward what we'll be looking at now in the series we're going to do everything on a Tuesdays we come back as well guys we do a project prospect where we take very specific names so we take six names dive deep into them look at them do the scouting reports read into them go through their injury history, any red flags, go through that. So that's on a Tuesday. It's not for everybody because it does go deep and it does get quite intense. But you can comment along and talk to us and give us your thoughts and comments. Same with these shows. It's kind of a little bit of everything uh, where we go through everything on the draft all the way up to the draft and during the draft as well. But we won't be doing a 24-hour show during the draft. We won't be doing that. (laughs)
1: Definitely not. Don't think I can handle it now. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, Mate, I will say one thing when we did that 24-hour show uh, It went faster than I thought
1: It it did, I mean, we we had enough people dropping in and out That it wasn't just you, me and the guys chatting away And trying to fill time You know, the the fact that we had so many people dropping in Just made it go quite quickly
0: It was a hell of a guest list, (laughs) mind it was <laughs> <laughs> there's like literally nobody left in like cowboys media that could join us but talking of cowboys media yeah. uh we've got the goat of cowboys media we've got mr Kyle yeoman's joining us how we doing sir
2: man i don't know if i uh i deserve the the goat title just yet gentlemen i, I feel like i've got a long way <laughs> to go for that one guys <laughs> well you're the
0: goat to us
2: oh well i appreciate yeah, it <laughs> what's going on y'all doing all
0: right uh, yeah, yeah, we're in the care. middle of a storm. Um, all the roads are like rivers right now, and I may or may not be here for the entire hour, or the power may all go off. Who knows? Huh. You know those <laughs> nights.
2: Yeah, who knows? Goodness, I like
0: to live dangerously. It's the, it's the James Bond effect, I think. Kyle. Well, That's on the what post, it
1: is. on the plus side, the temperatures are starting to rise again over <laughs> here. So. Um. <laughs> So it certainly wasn't as bad over here as Graham and his dad had it when they went across for the wild card game, but
2: oh man, yeah, it was nice and cold for a little bit, and I mean we've had some rain ourselves the last couple of days. I feel like it hasn't stopped raining i would I was in uh Alabama last night, I did a college basketball game, and whenever I was down there the i mean it just rained all day long. I really. I didn't have any time. I was going to go and explore the the football stadium and kind of get a get a nice look of the Crimson Tide and all the mm-hmm. the history there and I I barely got out of the car and like took a picture or two and then got back <laughs> in cuz it was raining throughout. So, yeah, I'm sure you guys have have gotten a, a, a little bit of it as well cuz we've had to deal with it on the, on state side as uh as the last couple of weeks have gone by.
0: Yeah, it's, it's I think the weather's kind of like just the metaphor for the Cowboys' mood right now.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kinda- <laughs> I mean,
0: like, was it like was it like in Frisco? I know, like, obviously, the last time when we came and seen you, know, when you were in Frisco, it was all smiles and everyone's happy. Is it still like that in Frisco right now or a little bit? Uh, like, dude.
2: I mean, from a media standpoint, it, I mean, we're all happy. I mean, from a media side, because we love what we do but from a content standpoint no i mean i don't think anybody's happy right now that was a it was a disappointing end to an otherwise stellar season is is kind of the best way to put it i mean this is a yeah. team that that set themselves up so well for for everything i mean they 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 won the division they got to that 2 seed they continued to to build in the right direction and looked like they were moving well and it just, it came to a screeching halt. And I think, I mean, you got to give credit to <laughs> where credit is due to Green Bay, right? I mean, Green Bay came in with a great game plan and they executed and uh, Dallas just wasn't ready for it. And I think that's where the frustration lies is it, it looked like Dallas was ready for for a challenge like that and that nothing would surprise them. And sure enough, it, it all surprised them. That was yeah. Uh, it was a, a pretty wild, wild card round, and something that I, I think Cowboys fans will remember for a long time in a in a not so good way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was on a show the next day after it um, over in America, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he said, "Well, how do you feel?" I said, "I feel like I met a very beautiful woman who decided at the last minute to cheat on me with a person from Wisconsin." <laughs> And they were all like okay let
2: wow. see where you go in there and I was like very yeah. specifically
0: Wisconsin I was like very specifically Wisconsin yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah uh, just, green bay parts of Wisconsin right like yeah, cheese yeah, heads, yeah. Cheese, curds, <laughs> cheese heads cheese and and brews, brews up there i mean that's what it ended up being yeah uh, i mean oh man I, I feel like even now it it's it's less of a of a disappointment and an anger and more of just a pure Man, like just a sigh of like what just happened. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, stunned. I mean, we were stunned initially too. I remember waking up the next day and I, I tweeted it out. I was like, "Is this a was this a dream? I mean, was this real? It feels like yeah. it shouldn't be, but it was." And uh, what a what a wild couple of uh, what a wild couple of weeks. I mean, since yeah. then. Uh, you still don't really know who your defensive coordinator is going to be. Yeah. You know who your head coach is, but you you don't really know how that's going to work in the future as well. So mm-hmm. uh, certainly interesting times on the way uh, in in Dallas. <laughs>
0: that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, cause yeah, you talk about tweet. I put a tweet when I woke up the next day. And I put on there. It was like I'm still trying to figure out how a team with no Pro Bowl players mm-hmm. beat a team with, like, nine all-pro team and seven pro ball players. Like, how does that happen? And it, everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works.
2: And I think that's where that's where a lot of the, the frustration goes to the coaching staff, right? I mean, that's where mm-hmm. you look at Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn and say, hey, you guys really talked so highly of the setup and, and so highly of playing at home. I mean, you had played, you had won 16 straight at home. You had really been phenomenal at AT AT&T Stadium. And so not only to have a letdown period, but to have a extreme wheels falling off the bus scenario like they did have, I think added to it. And that was where that's where the frustration lies. And I don't don't blame Cowboys fans. I really don't. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try and sit here and sell hope. I also don't think You should give up on this team. I think this team still is really good, and there's a lot of roster pieces that you should be excited about. But, man, this one's going to hurt, and it's going to hurt for a little while at least until, really, next playoffs and until you make it back to an NFC title game. I think every time you don't get there, it's going to hurt a little bit. And and you're starting to see – I mean, Detroit is a great example. The Lions are on their way to an NFC title game. I mean, the first time in – 30, 40 years almost that they've been to an NFC title game. So uh, now you're starting to see those fans and and so much relief and so much joy start to radiate amongst the city, and And that'll continue if they even make it to a Super Bowl. So uh, I think it's going to be the same kind of thing, not to compare the Cowboys to the Lions, but the Lions have been to an NFC championship game now, and the Cowboys haven't.
0: Yeah. But that, that that was something that I, uh, funnily enough, I, I've actually, I wrote about and I pre- didn't predict. But the thing I said is somebody asked and I wrote in an article about, like, why does this keep happening to the Cowboys? And the, the real answer really is, I don't know. Nobody really understands yeah. why it happens. But I was like, the only thing I can really think of is that it's before Dak and Mike McCarthy's time that this is a giant monkey that's on the Cowboys back and with each season when they go to the playoffs and they bounce straight out, that monkey just grows a little bigger, gets a little heavier, just puts more pressure on that team's back and what happens is as that has grown over time, it gets harder for them to try and win a game but exactly what I said is that you you see the same thing in the lines, but what ha- will happen is you just need to shake that monkey off your back. And the only way to shake the monkey off the back is to start winning games. Because when you think about the Lions team this year, they've had better teams, they've had better rosters. Like yeah. when you think like with Megatron and Matt yeah. Stafford and the defenses that they had and Dominican Sue. You look at the, the those rosters they've had, they've been better in the past, but yet they're going deeper in the playoffs than they ever have. And the only reason I can think that can contribute to that is that they've shaken the monkey off their back. The pressure's off. So now they're going into this NFC Championship with Detroit behind them already as champions. As far as they're concerned, you are champions already. So they're going to play like champions. And I think with Dallas, it's going to be the similar scenario that they're going to win a wild card game. Then they're going to get to the divisional round. And they're going to win that game. And then it turns into a snow. So like the pressure is almost... The, re- the reverse, that the pressure comes off them because they've won games as opposed to they're going deeper in the playoffs so the pressure gets harder.
2: Yeah, and, and a lot of times you need a complete fallout before you you reach that point. And that's why, I mean, I said it a moment ago, I'm not here to sell hope for the most part. And I, I saw this question like <laughs> uh, yeah, the question, Andrew. Yeah, my draft guide will come out in March, March, middle of March, uh, right around like Uh, spring break time is when the the draft guide will drop but the 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 thing with selling hope now is the fact that you've had the embarrassment I mean the embarrassment's there you you had an absolute awful outing you really were upended by Green Bay in a way that you shouldn't have been Uh, I mean where is the lowest you can go sure you can miss the playoffs but I mean, there's 30-plus 30 teams, 36 teams that miss the playoffs every single year, right? I mean, yeah. there's yeah. – uh, not 36, but, like, you know what I mean. There, there's <laughs> I know, no, no, of, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of teams that miss the playoffs every year. It, when you go into a situation like that, and I understand it, it builds. I mean, you haven't been to an NFC title game in 28 years. It's going to build. Yeah. But you needed the complete embarrassment to the point where you can't hide from – the pressure anymore that fourth wall has been put up and the Cowboys have protected themselves and distanced themselves from talking about the drought and talking about getting back to an NFC championship game. I think now it's time to embrace it. That's what Detroit did. Detroit embraced the failure Mm -hmm. of what they had had for 30 years. They embraced the fact that we've had the downs. We haven't played well. We haven't had the playoff success. And guess what? Take that and shove it. I mean, that's ultimately what they did. They said, forget yeah. all no, that. Right. We're yeah. gonna rally and we're gonna go. Dallas hasn't done that. For the most part, they're saying, hey, it's not our fault that that this this drought is there. That's from the teams of the past. I mean, only we can do is 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 worry about ourselves. Well, now maybe you should embrace the failure. Maybe you should embrace what just happened in green Bay and build off of that and and rally from that. I don't know if that's the mindset that Mike McCarthy and the staff are taking. I don't know if that's the the mindset that Dak Prescott is taking, but it's something different. Like you said, you're searching for an answer of why is this happening? And it's certainly not any of the answers you've had for 27 years. So you might as well (laughs) look somewhere different. And maybe one way of doing that is breaking down that protective wall between the pressure and the Cowboys and trying to find a bit of a middle ground for some, uh, for some, some extra motivation going into an off season. That's going to be crucial for this team. Yeah. You I always worry. Couple.
1: I always worry as well when we go to the playoffs and, you know, the, the marketing side of Jerry, you get the finish the fight t-shirts, the Carpio mm. uh, Carpio Omnia t-shirts and everything like that. And, you know, obviously you guys do it as well. When there was all the finish the fight videos a couple of years ago, when Kent Garrison mm-hmm. was there. Um and, you know, you get everybody built up on that, you know, and then it just we, we we've dropped out of consideration too early in the playoffs and everything like that. But for me, the the fact that we're at least keeping McCarthy for another year, this going back to the playoffs every single year is beneficial to us because we're as long as you're learning from this and the guy the the core strength of the team understands the disappointment of sitting at home when they know that they should be playing the next week that should build them and that they should learn lessons from it um, you know and and hopefully you know the, the, there does seem to be some sort of mental block for Dak at the moment maybe there's something that he can work on try and, try and clear his head a little bit better CD Lamb as well I mean obviously they, those two weren't on the same page as well um And I think just, you know, as much as everything else, in the playoffs, you just need one or two lucky plays. I mean, the game changed when Deron Bland was on that first drive of Green Bay, where Deron Bland was uh, flagged for holding or passing interference. I can't remember what Mm. it was. And that kept the Packers on the field and they marched down and scored. If if we'd managed to get them off there, might have been a completely different game, and the pressure wouldn't have been yeah. on Dak to 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 do everything, um, you know. It, but going back year after year is a lot better than back when we had Jason Garrett, and you were, you know, one season you were in the playoffs, the next season you were middle of the pack or out of the playoffs or whatever, and then you're you're back and forth.
2: Yeah, I think there's a benefit to keeping. McCarthy for a number of reasons, Uh, but I think one of them is the fact that you, you have had success. You do know what you're getting in the regular season. And I mean, if you're looking for any level of consistency, three 12 and five win seasons is pretty darn consistent all the way through. So you you know what you're getting. And a lot of the argument now is okay. You can do it in the regular season, but you can't do it in the playoffs. And sure. That's, that's exactly what the record says. You are what your record says you are. And you're one and three in the postseason under Mike McCarthy in the post in the playoffs. So I, I think there's an element to that. But in order to get another shot at it, you have to play well in the regular season. You have to build yeah. to that point and, and and set yourself up in the exact same way that you had this year. And and so I think there's a benefit for having Mike back. And uh, he's got to do some soul searching, too. I, I, and he Definitely. It a little bit. <laughs> yeah. he, 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 he addressed it a little bit uh, in his – postseason press conference of hey we got to find out what what went wrong Uh, and whether that was from a coaching staff standpoint a game plan standpoint a scouting standpoint player personnel mindset jinxes I I don't know maybe somebody stepped on the line when they shouldn't have stepped on the line I don't really know but there's there's ways that you can get better going into this offseason and that's where it turns and this one's going to hurt. Like I said, it hurts for Cowboys fans. It definitely hurts for some of these players. I mean, think about Zach Martin, uh, for instance, mm. he's, he's entering yeah. year number 14 of his career. I mean, he's, he he's not going to get a ton of shots at this, especially playing at the level that he's played at throughout his career. He's not going to play at that high of a level all the way through. And so now he's looking at limited options to finally make a run, finally win some games, finally get over the hump. And, uh, whether that's an NFC ch- title game, I don't. they're not going to be satisfied with NFC title game appearances. They, they want to get to the Super Bowl. They want to win the Super Bowl. That's the ultimate goal. Uh, but like I said, maybe now it's time to embrace the pressure. Instead of running from the pressure, embrace it. And I think that's the best way you're going to have success in, yeah. in the future is, is by not shying away from the, the elements and the pressure that the, that the star <laughs> brings upon you and instead say, hey, I don't care who it is, we're the Dallas Cowboys and we got to go win football games. That's the bottom line.
0: And it's ironic you say that because when you look at the regular season, you look at the games when they've been the underdog. They -hmm. come out with a different mindset. They come out and they attack straight away. I know there's games where they were the favorite to win and the pressures on them, you know, like Giants, Washington, divisional Mm -hmm. games, you know. Mm -hmm but again you see when the pressure's on them to have to go and win like Arizona and they they crumble again you know you see it yeah. with them and i i agree with you that they should just embrace what it is and what they are and what
2: that really is and, just and, go and, and I, i'm sorry to interrupt but i think there's, no, no, there's also it, the element it's not just it's not just about a mindset either this team wasn't good enough they weren't big enough they weren't deep enough, and they had yeah. some injuries in the defensive side. Leighton Van Der Esch, Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs, that played a factor. And I think that certainly comes into play, but you've, you, you've got to build your team. Yeah, Exactly, especially a linebacker. You've got to build your team with that in mind of, okay, it, we can't just fix this with a mindset. That's not yeah. the only thing here. You've got to fix it with your roster too. Your roster wasn't good enough to win that football game your roster wasn't good enough to make a run in the playoffs. Even, I mean, look at Green Bay. Green Bay, like you said, zero pro bowlers. Uh, they had a mindset the right way to go into AT&T Stadium and, and take care of business. Yeah. They had that same mindset against the 49ers. They played well against San Francisco, they but the, did, roster yeah. of, the roster of the Niners prevailed. So you've got to be better. Uh, you've got to mm-hmm. be better from sure. a paper-on-paper paper standpoint. you got to be better from a mindset standpoint, and that's why – when people are looking for answers, I don't think you can look in one area. You're not going to point straight at Mike McCarthy and say he's the problem or write at Dak Prescott and say he's the problem. It's a little bit of everyone. Everybody deserves a bit of this, and everybody's going to have to play a part in the fix as well. When we talk,
0: yeah. Blaine, right, here's one for you that's cropping up a little bit lately that seems to be hitting my feeds and comments because I've been trying – I've been going the other way, Kyle. I've been trying to write stuff on positivity. In fact, in my latest <laughs> yeah. news – is called Reasons to be positive. And I get a lot of... What can we call it? Swear words. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> profanities. But um, sure anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you get quite a lot of that. But hey, oh, yeah. roll with it. But, um, like, one of the things that people do comment on is when they say, oh, well, a reason to be negative. But that comes up a lot is Stephen Jones. And I think mm. because... Jerry Jones has taken the step back and he seems to be the guy in the front line. Do you think some of these decisions like like the decision to keep Mike McCarthy is like the similar thing we've seen with Jason Garrett. Everyone was saying Jason Garrett needs to go and they were like, no, 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 we're going to give him another chance. We're going to give him another. You see it again with Mike McCarthy. Then you see the same sort of, and it's not a bad idea, the way that they go about doing their roster and then trying to build for the draft and how they always draft and how they draft in the first round and they never draft safeties. Mm-hmm. But is that something that's coming from Steven Jones? Do you think that that's the front, the, the the guy who's at the front of it all? Or do you think that's unfair?
2: Uh, I think it's a, a little bit unfair. I think Steven gets a, a really good say in it. And I mean, in the conversations we've always had, he's he's in lockstep with what jerry wants with what will mcclay wants and yeah a lot of times with what mike mccarthy wants you can bring up the garrett years all all that you want in a scenario like this but i mean you got to be you got to call a spade a spade jason garrett never won those 12 games in back to back to back seasons That's never, that hasn't happened and yeah uh, sure he had some really good teams don't get me wrong i mean 20 2007 2014 those were legitimate contenders 2016 they were really, really good until the Des game happened and, and Mike McCarthy had success against you in the yeah. playoffs. And so hmm. I think there's – yes, you can compare this to the Jason Garrett years in terms of the playoff success, but Jason hasn't had the continued consistency that Mike McCarthy has had at, the, at his point at the helm. So I, I get that there's a minor comparison there, but you can't compare them. They're, they're apples and oranges in, in, in a certain extent. Oh, as far as as Steven goes, it, it kind of goes back to what it, it turns into with the quarterback, the head coach, and Jerry Jones is the fact that you're gonna get the blame when things go wrong, and you're gonna get the you're gonna get the praises when things go right. And and maybe you should find a little bit of a middle ground. They aren't the only reason that things are going right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, certainly yeah. aren't the only reason that things went wrong. And so I think part of why There's so much expectation and so much excitement around this roster right now is because of what Steven Jones has done and Mm. what they have done to build this roster. Stephon Gilmore and and Brandon Cooks, in my opinion, that was a Steven Jones move more than anything. That's going and finding value and massaging your draft board to present guys that give you a better chance to win football games immediately than a fifth-round pick and a sixth-round pick would, and that's exactly – what happened? I mean, mm-hmm. sure, you don't have a ton of draft capital in the middle of your draft board right now. You'll get some comp picks back, hopefully a fifth and a sixth. Yeah, you'll yeah. Get, at least get two. It's expected to. to be two sixths, but you could get as high as a fifth. Mm. And I think, I mean, even then, you're you're talking about a, a neutral thing that now Cooks and, and Gilmore have given you a lot out of those those spots. So uh, I think you should give some, some – credit as Cowboys fans to Steven Jones on what he has built. Is he the reason that, that they came up short? No, but is he also hands clean in the reason that they came up short? Probably not either. I think there's still different ways that they could have been more aggressive. They could have added more talent. And I think that might be going into their mindset into the offseason. everything that I've heard, which hasn't been a lot since that, that final whistle sounded at AT AT&T stadium, but a little bit here and there, I think they will be aggressive, and I think they understand that this go. is really the the window is closing, and they got to go make something happen.
0: Well, here's a perfect question that you can both answer. I don't answer the questions; I stay away from them. <laughs> I, just I, them. Just, yeah, I just, I just I lead you into it all. So uh, it Steve, sounds like
2: me on the draft show this morning. <laughs>
0: See,
2: <laughs> we had, I, I, yeah, I've I, I, not, not on a, I said like twelve words, and I was totally okay with it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Steve, that's the way to do it, mate. That's why it's good to be the host. You just sit there and let everyone rattle off. <laughs> okay, let, let them all go. Yeah. But Steve asked this very question: is that do you think that Jerry and Steve in front of the office, um, they break that habit? Uh, and I say, they say break a habit of a lifetime. You've already proven it's not a habit of a lifetime with what True. they've done. And even a year before, they, did, uh, all right, they weren't as big a moves as these were. But do you think. That they're going to go into free agency and really push for this, um, obviously as well as the draft as well.
2: Warren, uh, I'll let you start this one off. Ooh. I,
1: I don't see it to be honest. Um, I mean, the whole you know the, the the whole thing is that you know the last the last time the Cowboys were going to Super Bowls, they were obviously paying Dion, they were bringing guys in. But that was that was a whole different NFL because there was no salary cap. There was, you know, and bringing Dion in, we brought him in at the beginning of the salary cap, and then we ended up going through the Quincy Carter years because of oh God. Pro- pro- problems with the salary cap. We were we were hamstrung by all the deals that we'd paid out to Troy, to Emmett, to Michael, and then obviously their untimely. A, a playing career demise at least um, You know I, I think Jerry has always been That he would rather go to the playoffs Year in, year out the, You know there's a, there's a lot of people And a lot of uh, talk shows at the moment That are saying what would you rather do Would you rather win a Super Bowl and then Not do anything for eight years While you mm-hmm. rebuild again Personally I would rather be in the playoffs every year Sort of much like Mike Tomlin the Steelers or whatever, yeah. but you know, once you're in the playoffs, something can you know, again, as I say, a little bit of luck goes your way and you can you can progress. And again, as you say, Mike, you build on that and the team becomes cohesive and what have you, and allows you to steamroll through the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know that. I don't think I could handle, especially the way everybody hates, you know, everybody that isn't a Dallas Cowboys fan loves to hate the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. I don't think you could go through eight years of, you know, being irrelevant and the amount of stick that you get for that. The amount of stick you get when they lose as a winner in a way is bad, but, you know, eight years of being the Lions as they were, you know, you know, there's there's a lot of fans that uh, you know would uh, certainly I, I I don't know I I certainly would rather be relevant every year.
2: Yeah, I from a media st- standpoint, of course, being relevant every year makes my job significantly easier, and I think you guys are probably in a similar boat as a, a Cowboys fan growing up, and as somebody that's tired of seeing fans unhappy. I, I want the Super Bowl. I mean I yeah. I would do yeah. Yeah. anything and everything in my power to go win that yeah. ring. That's and I want that for the guys too. I want it for Dak. Mm-hmm. I want it for Zach mm-hmm. Martin. I want it I mean look at the way that the the narrative changed for for Matthew Stafford when he went and won the Super Bowl with LA. Look at the look at the the way that the this the status is changing currently for Jared Goff. For I mean, Goff, Jared Goff yeah yeah. was yeah. looking as as a number 1 bust. Uh, another one, number one overall pick bust, or maybe not a bust, but just a decent. No, you can say, for, yeah, I would, I would agree yeah. with you on that statement. I mean, he yeah. never lived up to the, the, the incredible hype that, that was yeah. there. But hey, he, he's got a chance to, to really right those wrongs now, too. I want it for those guys. I want them to go win in Super Bowl. And I think the, the one thing that just feels different, and maybe it won't turn into anything different. I'm in a, I'm in a bit of a case of, uh, of a believe it until – or uh, let me see it to believe it sort of scenario whenever it comes to free agency and pushing all in and going and getting and, and being aggressive to to all these talented players. I I, I want to see it first before I really say it's going to happen. But I, I'm, I'm telling you just from being in the building, this feels a little bit different. This feels like this one stung a little bit more. Jerry said it. Steven said it. Mike said it they've all kind of talked about it as this one just felt like it was it was different because you had you had everything at your fingertips and you let mm-hmm. it slip. And not only did you let it slip, you just fumbled it. It's almost like you threw I it into a it river. Uh, it's just like a complete dismantling. So now – and I mentioned soul-searching for Mike McCarthy. I think there has been that from the front office. I think Jerry and Steven have already had conversations of, man, maybe we should be aggressive. Maybe we should go do something here. and. They've got some cap space. They also have 19 free agents. But you're not hearing the same we like our guys comment. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You,
2: you've heard that for years. You, you've heard, hey, yeah. we like our guys. We're, our first priority is bringing these guys back. Yeah. That's, not, that's really being none conversation. of conversation. That, yeah. That's not the conversation. Tyron Smith is, all right, so Tyron has had a great career here. We'll see if he goes elsewhere. Tony Pollard, I mean, we're definitely not paying him anywhere close to probably the value he would have gotten last year. Where, mm-hmm. where's he going to land? It, it just, it feels different this time around. Does that mean it will be different? No. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk to Jerry at the senior bowl. We'll hear what he has to say in terms of roster building there. Steven, same thing. We'll try and get him on the draft show a couple times and and, and see what's going on there. But man, I, I think there's names out there running back wise. Derrick Henry is, is one that's soon to be on the open market. I think Kareem Hunt's out there too. That's, that's a name. I mean, they can go get some guys. They really could. And linebackers across the NFL, you need like seven of them. Sorry, I've got the hiccups. Uh, You you need like seven (laughs) of them. But I I just think there's ways that this roster can get better, and I think they're going to try and exhaust those options uh, outside of maybe the the norm that, that it has been in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a few bits that were confusing to me. and like, But like some of the bits that were confusing to me in the offseason, I was kind of like, ooh, tight end is if he Turns out one of the most uh, elite guys in his position came out from that idea. But um, what I thought we'd do, we'd go through it, uh, and tell me if you think the Cowboys need to draft heavily in these positions, right? Oh, uh, in this year's draft, okay? And we're going to start okay. with the most controversial one, and we'll start from the top quarterback, because Cowboys Nation are very much split on it. You would think, like, that, you know, Dak, he was on, especially the tail end of the season, he's on this, uh, going off for this career high, leads the team, leads the league, sorry, in uh, passing touchdowns. They're talking about him MVP. They're talking Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know, they're talking all of these accolades, And yet, just from one game in the playoffs, people are like, yeah, we need to move on from Dak. But... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's one game, and I said that I've said the same thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. you'd be surprised the sort of comments you get back if you defend that sure. right now. But yep. do the Cowboys need to draft a quarterback, or do they need to change him for Trey Lance? I can't believe I asked that question.
2: Well, no, uh, I think it's valid. You spent your fourth round I pick do. on a quarterback this year. I mean, that's plain and simple. You've you've yeah. done yeah you've done that. You've you've gotten your guy. He's still young. He's twenty three years old. I mean. He's been in the NFL for four seasons now. You've got you've got your uh you've got your quarterback in in the wings waiting for if if Dak is restructured or extended, which I think is is on the horizon itself. Yeah, you're, you're gonna definitely. keep four. There's a no trade clause, so you can't trade him. I've seen I can't tell you how many Cowboys fans I grew up in Texas, so a lot of my friends are Cowboys fans, and a lot of my friends' parents that I grew up with are all Cowboys fans too. Can't tell you how many times I've seen let's just trade Dak Prescott. Like that doesn't look yeah, like no. that guy. So, yeah. Sorry. It's not gonna happen. I'm no Todd Deal as well. Nor yeah. would you nor would you want it to happen either. So no, I, I don't think they draft quarterback this year. Uh you you might sign one of these undrafted free agents. It is a deep quarterback class. You've got some guys it that is. are legitimate. Uh mm-hmm. so maybe guys that go undrafted, you bring uh, a couple guys in for camp bodies just to see what they bring and Outside of that, I think Trey Lance is your backup quarterback of the future. I think he's your guy. and That's something that they 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 spent a fourth-round pick on, and you would love to have that fourth-round pick right now. So he's not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: Here's a little insider for you as well, Kyle, you can take with you. Do you know we spoke with, um, and Lauren will tell you this, yep. we spoke yep. with Trey Lance's trainer. Okay. Who's, yeah, who's, and he was saying that, from when he came into the building, how he is now, his passing has come on a lot. Sure, yeah, a lot anything. of those,
2: a lot of those, those uh, pregame workouts and some of the post practice stuff that that he's been doing with uh, with Schottenheimer has been it's been beneficial to him, and I think he's learned a lot from Dak too. I mean, look at what and, Jordan Love can did. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, look at what Jordan Love did in sitting for a couple of years. Behind mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, not not to say Trey Lance has to sit for four years before he gets an opportunity, but he might. I mean, and either that or he's going to be traded and maybe he gets an opportunity elsewhere. But he's a he's a better player now, and I'd be confident in saying this. He's a be- better player now than he was when he came in, and yeah. I, mean, I think that's plain and simple. He he's sitting there, he's learning, he's accepted his role, which. Is a lot of uh it's important. A lot yeah. of the key with quarterbacks nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see with like Zach Wilson in, in New York, if you don't necessarily accept your role initially, it could provide problems. And and he's accepted it and, and I think he's here to learn. Josh and, Rosen's a good example of that. Yeah, it's a good one too. Yeah, great one. And and I think he's he's learning and, and building. And that's something that I think will pay uh, pay off for the Cowboys. If it pays off whether it's him playing quarterback, that's one thing. If it plays off with with him down the road, and he's traded or, or signed somewhere else, I think it's something that 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 could be beneficial.
1: That's yeah, his as well. He's, he's also had a y- another year to rehab that injury that obviously yep. caused mm. him to caused Brock Purdy and Garoppolo to to usurp him at 49 um, yeah. yeah. Nineers. So, yeah. um, you know, so he should be ready to hit the ground running this this training camp. So
0: definitely, yeah, yeah, I think that that's. That's Cooper Rush, sort of moving down the pack in order and out the building. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, but this one is less controversial. Running back seems pretty simple, really,
2: doesn't it? Yeah, go draft the guy. <laughs> I, I, this is yeah. a good, good running back class from rounds three Two. to I six. Think. Like, mm. I mean, you've got you've got names all the way through there that I feel really confident in. It was a better running back class. It was a more top heavy running back class last year because you. You had guys in first and second rounds that you could really yeah. enjoy. Uh, I don't think you have those names as much this year. That I mean, Dane Brugler said it today. We may not have a running back taken in the top 50 this year, which would only be the second time ever. And uh, So I think there's there's a chance that Dallas could strike there. Maybe if you trade yeah. back from 24th overall, you trade out of that spot. And you have an, a, a pool of names that you really like. You mm. go back five or six spots, you pick up a third-round pick, and all of a sudden there's your running back, and, and you can yeah, take yeah. him in the third and or in the fourth if the, if that's the case, and then you're, you're you're cooking with gas. So yeah, I think you added running back. I wouldn't mind bringing Tony Pollard back. I know a lot of Cowboys fans have moved on from TP, and they're done with him, and they they think he's washed and yada yada yada. I've heard a little bit of everything these last couple of weeks, if you couldn't tell. Uh, but the <laughs> uh, I think what Tony specifically. You bring him back on a on a deal, a fraction of what he was paid as a franchise tag. Why not? I mean, he, yep. he's a capable running back. He had a thousand yards in a year where yep. he really wasn't as efficient as he should have been. And, and so maybe maybe with that you get him back on a two year deal, three year deal. I don't think he his party would want to do anything more than a mm. two or three year deal. And you bring him back for five million, six million a year, and then all of a hey, sudden yeah. you've got a, a capable running back. And you can draft and add to it in the draft mm. with with the rookie class. So I I don't think it's out of the question that Tony Pollard returns, but it just depends on what his market value looks like yeah. outside of Dallas first.
0: I think when I've yeah. checked, his value is down at 6.6 6 per year.
2: See, 6.6 6 sounds like a lot, but I think I would take 6.1 too. I mean, something in there. Six and, on the nose. Make yeah. It work. Yeah. yeah. Because I, you've I, seen, I seen his limitations. Happen.
0: I think this year yeah. you saw his limitations, that he, he's limited. And, and uh-huh. it, it, you know, what his limitations are, and if you try and push him beyond that, the bit then that made him special when he was with Zeke, that goes away too. So you, yeah. it's like the double-edged sword.
2: Yeah, you go get a physical back. Go get a yeah. Blake Corum from Michigan yeah. or a Schrader from from Mizzou. Mm-hmm. I mean, go get somebody that's going to run in between the tackles a little bit and 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 really be a bruiser of a running back. Doesn't have to break the big play. They can, if they want to. Uh, that's why I think last year adding like a, a, Zach Charbonnet who ended up at, at Seattle, who was a UCLA product. I think he would have been a perfect, perfect addition to that backfield. Yeah. yeah. Not the case. And so maybe, yeah, if you can bring back Tony Pollard for 5 million, I'd be totally fine. I see the comment down there that says I wouldn't pay him anything over three. That's ridiculous. <laughs> somebody's going to pay him over three. I mean, yeah. uh, somebody's going to do it. Uh, and he has too many skins on the wall from previous seasons and too much home run hitting yeah. ability in previous seasons to for him to be paid anything less than three million. If you can get him for five or six, yeah, boom. Bring him back and see what you can do. I just I, I would be reluctant to say, hey, let's let him walk for three million elsewhere. And then he goes to the New York Jets and he's blowing up secondaries <laughs> and he's all the way back yeah. into hitting home run balls. I would hate that. I really would yeah. as a Cowboys yeah. fan.
1: I, I'd certainly offer him a contract and say, you know, that's there, but you're welcome to go and test the market. And yeah. you know, if if somebody snaps snaps you up to a crazy deal, then fair enough. But if not, you've you've got
2: this to come back. Yeah, to. I wouldn't pay anything over seven for him. That's kind of my number <laughs> yeah. right now. It's yeah, I even think six, even like six and a half seems like it's pushing it for me. But <laughs> yeah. make it make it work under that, and I think we can we can make it happen.
0: Uh, you know, because like they should use him just like how he was in college, I think. And they're not doing that enough. But because they're trying to make him, the, or certainly what it was last season, as the this three down back, you yep. take away then the options of drifting out to the slot and catching balls. Because he can do it. You've seen him do it. He can. He's able to do it. And I just find it madness. But here's the next one. Wide receiver. And I quite like this idea. And there's a big reason for it is I think Mike Gallup and Brandon Cooks are both chewing up quite a lot of the cap. And you talked about mm-hmm. the cap earlier. And I was looking, yep. you can release close to 20 million if you make them post one cut. And then you go into the draft and draft something in the wide receiver core, not to fill those guys, but as a support weapon for CD Lamb. Because I'm more worried about how this offense looks next season, with teams knowing that the offense is going to be funneled through Lamb. I want the offense to be able to move beyond that. Because, I mean, let's be fair, Michael Gallup, there's something wrong there. I think it's mentally and physically. And Brandon Cooks is aging. And he was a little bit underwhelming in some parts. And look at the wildcard game. I'm not saying Brandon Cooks was at fault for what happened. But when CD Lamb disappeared, we asked Brandon Cooks to be the next guy. And he came away with, I think, 47 yards during that game. So you've seen him in the support role and fail a little bit. <laughs> I mean, the whole game was a failure, so that's a little unfair. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? You've seen it. So I just think drafting a wide receiver quite high could be a very good option for this offense.
2: Mm, I, I there's a lot I to take away there, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I think I disagree. I think the reason – yeah, I mean, drafting a wide receiver high sounds great anytime because, yeah. I mean, all these young wide receivers are having awesome – rookie first year, second year campaigns, and it's been great. Uh, but your first, second, third round picks are gonna be tied up elsewhere. You're gonna go get I think so. an offensive lineman yeah. or two. You're gonna go get a defensive lineman. You're gonna go get a linebacker. Uh you need a, a corner depth. You like I I think wide receiver would be very low on the lists in terms of early draft picks. Could you pick up somebody in the, the fifth, sixth, seventh round? Sure. Absolutely. You you took a flyer on Jalen Brooks last year. And I think he over overachieved in his draft position. He made the team. He was active a couple times. He was an impact player on special teams more than once. And uh, so, yeah, I think there's ways that you can maybe take a flyer on a guy, but for the most part, wide receiver is, is not going to be high on the list for me. I think they've got, they've got enough there where they'll bring back Brandon cooks. I, I think Michael Gallup's played in his last game as a cowboy, in, in my opinion, just mm-hmm. because of the contract situation and yeah. where his value stands, I think Dallas would probably move on from from Gallup. But I, I could have told you that last offseason. That's not anything new. I mean, that's just, <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, yeah. that's just the way the contract was developed. And and, and I love him, cool G. Too. I really do. And I, yeah, I hope yeah. he lands somewhere great. But um, in terms of uh, Jalen Tolbert has stepped up. Brandon Cooks, like you said, maybe underwhelming from a statistical standpoint, but he was great in the red zone, especially late in the year. You used mm-hmm. him in the red zone yeah. quite a bit. He was a, a crucial option there. Uh, you have Jalen Brooks as a guy that you trust. And you've had some good success, too, of picking up undrafted guys that have played factors. Martavis Bryan and yeah. uh, Jalen Cropper in the offseason. You, you, you've got ways to build your wide receiving core without taking high draft picks and, and putting resources that direction early on.
1: Yeah, I think if you're getting if you're getting rid of Michael Gallup, and obviously that's going to have to be a a June first because at the moment you'd be, yep. I think it's you're only saving eight hundred thousand if you if you do it pre pre June first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you've still got to have that sort of veteran leadership that you have with Brandon Cooks and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, there was nothing until after probably the 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 Chargers game um was where he and Dak started to get on the page, you know, he made that crucial catch on the on the final sort of final drive or so to yeah. to keep that going. And from that point on it, it sort of took off. And you know, yeah, the wheels came off in the playoffs and strangely Michael Gallup was the only one that seemed to be catching passes <laughs> for most of the game. Become yeah. uh, the hero.
0: Yeah.
1: But you do Jalen Tolbert, I was very impressed with this season. Mm. You know, he seems to have come on. The fact that you got um, snaps for uh, Jalen Brooks as well, um, you know, and he made some difficult catches as well, shows that you know he wasn't uh, one of these highlight player or you know practice players who fades under the spotlight or whatever. Um, Moreno Cropper, as you say, we've we've signed him to a futures deal.
0: Um, He's sneaky.
1: He's, he he was he was lighting up camp as well and you know that mm-hmm. we were we were saying in training camp that you know you had something like what was it 13 receivers and only six slots how you how were you gonna knock it hey down you, like, down. Like, down. Um, there you know you if go. You get that, if you get that mm-hmm. competition again and yes use a fifth sixth seventh round pick on something like that but i don't think it needs to be a first or second uh, day, day one or day two pick
0: I can really put an onion in the ointment in that narrative mine, and say the Cowboys already did that when they got CeeDee Lamb. We say they will never take an early pick. Well, CeeDee Lamb dropped them at 17 when they had Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup who just had 1,000-yard seasons
2: the year before. That was also when they had a much younger Zach Martin and a much younger Tyron (laughs) Smith. And they had some guys to in, back, no no back on the other. Yeah. <laughs> i I'm just, I'm just saying I think, was a, I think that was a different you had Ezekiel Elliott who was still playing yeah. at a high yeah. level. You, you had a young Dak Prescott. I mean, yeah. I th- yours I think, is the onion and the oinkman to my onion and the oinkman. Trust me. I mean, that was the forty that was the summer of forty burgers. That's what that was. I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were taking our masks off to eat forty burgers whenever C.U.A. Right. was taken at seventeen. So I, like you said, crazier things have happened, but I, I just don't think this is a spot for it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Tight end. Are we all are we, are we thinking high? For, you've invested too so. much
2: in tight end. I yeah, think you, so, you, yeah. you've got Jake Ferguson, who you really liked, and I think Luke Schoomaker showed some things, but you drafted Luke Schoomaker to be a, a big time blocker, and he struggled really? at that halfway through yeah. the year, and 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 I think if he has a full offseason. He can adjust the game pace. Maybe he, he turns into a mauling tight end because then you've got that duo and you can kind of roll with it the rest of the way. You'll get John Stevens back who showed yeah. some promise in training camp and in the preseason. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think you're you're pretty set at tight end right now. Um, it, it's, man, it's a good tight end class, though. It I is. Mean, guys, third round, third round. Like <laughs> I said, it's kind of like wide receiver. You've, you've invested in it. You have some players in the building. Uh, you might have to move on from some guys at some point. Peyton Hendershot had a really bad year. Um, I, I think there's there's ways that you can get better at tight end, but I don't think it'll be in the early parts of the draft.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I, again, I agree. Don't think yeah. we don't think we make a move
0: on that. But this one's easy. Offensive line. <laughs> First pick,
2: second pick, third pick. I mean, we can just <laughs> we just revamp the whole thing. That'd be great. We can just go yeah. ahead and let's run the damn ball, right? Let's let's make it happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is what they need. Yeah. When we talk, when we were talking running back, first thing I'm thinking is offensive line first over uh, running back because we'll get them mm-hmm. later on. But let's just go find Tyron Smith's replacement. Or like you see, because like some people say, well, you could go inside our offensive line and kick, you know, kick Tyler, Tyler Smith out. out. But yeah. I just I think that they won't do that because they had opportunities this season and the whole yeah. time they just went no Smith is our guard he's guard mm-hmm. he's guard he's and we went through a whole rotation of different left tackles throughout the mm-hmm. and the that entire so I think that's telling that they want to keep him at guard no matter the cost and they will find other ways to fill the left tackle position.
2: I, I really just don't think they wanted to go back and forth. I don't think they yeah. wanted to go that go guard and tackle and guard and tackle within the same season. If they drafted a capable guard, I don't think they would have hesitate to put bu- to bump Tyler Smith out. I think he would go back to left tackle. The, the one thing though, that yeah, you're looking at it and just the way that this draft is built, you've got a lot of really good centers. You, this is a loaded offensive tackle class. Yep. And then it's not very good at guard. And, and, nice. and so You might be doing the same thing to somebody as a rookie that you did to Tyler Smith where you're moving them inside the guard instead of playing them at tackle immediately like they did in college. So maybe the natural thing is to draft a tackle just because there's more of them. There's more opportunities there in the draft to get it right. And this team's been really, really good at drafting offensive linemen high. I've always. Uh, (laughs) So I think you, you pick your guy uh, if he fits in as a tackle, then congratulations, Tyler Smith. You're an all-pro tackle this year. You're going to be an all-pro tackle in the future, too, or an yeah, all-pro yeah, guard yeah. in the future, too. Yeah. So uh, I think there's there's a way. I think Jordan Morgan is great. He, I mean, out of Arizona, he's phenomenal. Mm. Uh, I know Tyler uh, um, Oklahoma guard. I'm blanking on his last name. I'm not as sharp oh. on the, the draft names yet. Uh, I haven't done, I done center because I do think Powers
0: – Who's mm-hmm. the center for Notre Dame? I think he could move out to yep. guard because he did play guard in his freshman year.
2: He can play guard. He can play guard, but you, you're going to put him at center. <laughs> yeah, I mean, If you're drafting him for the Dallas Cowboys, Tyler Guyton. Yes, thank you, Brian. Tyler. Uh, that, yeah, out of Oklahoma. I think he's a really good player too. Uh, but yeah, I think Jackson Powers Johnson. If you're going to draft him, you're you're putting him at the center spot, and you're gonna you're gonna just roll. And maybe that's your first round pick and your second round pick. I don't think I would be opposed to it. Yes, no, you need yeah, a linebacker. Yes, you need a running back. And honestly, we're going position by position right now, Mike. The next five positions that you name, I could say you could spend a yeah, top yeah. three round yeah. pick yeah. on. Um, yeah. Defensive line, check. Linebacker, absolutely. absolutely. Corner, yeah. yeah, you need it. Safety, yeah, you need it. I mean, you could you could spend a legitimate amount of these, these high picks early on.
0: Do, but yeah. I don't think they'll take – a safety high. It just seems to be that that's just not no. the way, you know. Uh, no. You know, <laughs> so no, you know,
2: I, I like some of these safeties. The one reason I could see them drafting a safety, maybe with the third round pick, would be if they move on from J. Ron Curse. And, and I and think they, they, they will. It, if they see a guy that that mimics his skill set, maybe that's the case. Maybe Dan Quinn moves on and they bring in a new defensive coordinator. Uh, and they they try and make something happen. Yeah, they can maybe bring back Jeff. Heath off the street. <laughs> there's you know, a kicker as good. well. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be that'll be good. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a chance you could draft him in the third. But first and second round, it goes back to what we were talking about. You've got yeah. you got some holes. You got to plug first yeah. in, in safety, uh, even if it means bringing back J. Ron Curse, which I don't think. I, is yeah, I just high think on that. the priority list. No. Uh, I I still think you can maybe find some some safeties elsewhere. Kirk really dropped off, I think, this year,
0: and as the year got on a bit too. You know, he had moments where you know, like the interception late in the season, but I just think that generally, what you got him in to do, like it was, it was was weird because I there's a lot of a lot of times, even in the Packers game, and you're watching him trying to cover deep downfield a wide receiver, and it's just that's not that's not him. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why that's happening. Very and weird.
1: I I think I think really as well if you if you're talking about draft, drafting a linebacker then you you drop Marquise Bell back into the safety position and he can take on the role of Jaron Kurse. and if you remember back in training camp he was he was when Jaron Carson was mm-hmm. nursing injury then you know Bell was the one that was stepping up McQuamo as well you've you've still got him for another year yep. Yeah see, yeah, see what these guys have got. You've still, and then you've got Donovan Wilson. You've got Malik Hooker under contract for the next couple of years. Yes, you can probably still move on with them. uh you know, not too much uh, damage on the on the salary cap. But um, uh, you know, I think you you've still got a young core there, if nothing else. And the 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 main thing is is that they've actually been able to play this season as well. So they're not. You you got some idea of what they're like. And you know, as I say, Bell was played that position, but you've got one way Thomas, you've got everybody else yeah. um who who have had meaningful snaps, you've got tape on them and you you can determine whether they're a step up or step down from where Curse was last season.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I it's interesting and I saw the, the comment from Brian. I think that's a great take. Uh Edge Rusher as I kind of a sneaky knee. Uh yeah. I think you could go add yourself an edge in this draft. And you, you've you got Micah Parsons. You feel really good about him. You're about to pay him big time. Dorrance Armstrong is getting close into his his free agency. And he's been, I mean, he's going to be highly valued, man. He's has yeah. great. Yeah. So I, I think you're you're going to look up and you're going to say, oh, where did Demarcus Lawrence and Dorrance Armstrong go? Why is it just Micah Parsons here if you're not careful? So mm-hmm. uh, because Sam Williams hasn't turned into the the guy you anticipated him to be. Uh, Maybe he can get to that point and and earn some more snaps, but you just haven't seen it yet. Uh, But, yeah, I think edge is a sneaky need that's in there too because you're going to look at defensive tackle, linebacker, corner. I mean, you're going to look at safety. But, yeah, nobody's really talking about edge rusher as a need. They could go get themselves an edge rusher and feel really good about that defense still if they can pair somebody with Micah uh, that, that they can build into the future with. Yeah, I just, I, I just I, wonder I with, that, it,
1: I just wonder with Sam Williams whether, you know, the the mistakes that he's made this season is it a result of him not getting playing time that he's actually trying to say, Maybe. with those limited snaps, I'm going to make something happen, and yeah. unfortunately, it's negative plays that are happening, it's penalties, it's the you know, going up in the air to block a punt instead of actually taking the ball off the foot, things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost like... I, want, it's I almost wonder like if a... you give him the more more reps. Much, much like Dorrance like, Armstrong, yeah. as soon as as soon as Randy Gregory went away, Dorrance Armstrong yeah. kicked in into in the gear, and this is why he's projected to leave with a... a, a, a or should, should get a, a lot of suitors in this free agency class. So.
2: Yeah. I just think I think with Sam Williams, it's almost like a like a baby calf trying to get his legs right, <laughs> where <it's> like <laughs> just just been born and it's trying to do too much and then it trips and falls <laughs> and then you get him back up. It's like a toddler trying to walk for the first time. He's yep. he's trying everything. He's he's man. He is so athletic. It's crazy oh, yeah. how athletic he is. Yeah, uh, you just got to channel that. You got to be disciplined, and I think that's part of the frustration for the defensive staff is. Dude, you get, you got to channel the, the right time and place to to be in the right time and place. Look at DeMarcus Lawrence, for instance. I mean, he was arguably one of the better run defenders and just general defenders for this defense in the last six games of the year because he was in the right place at the right time and he was disciplined. Uh, that's something that I think you need to be better at moving forward with, with Sam Williams. And maybe that comes with reps. Maybe that comes with uh, with seasoning throughout the year as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then can we all agree we don't need to draft a kicker? <laughs> I feel
2: pretty good about our kicker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, you I, I, talking about my reasons to be positive. It started off with him, yeah. so there we go. <laughs> That's one
2: reason to be positive. He had a heck of, heck of a year.
0: Ironically, I own a number 17 jersey as well, so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome. The, you need to get the change, reason. the the name changed on the back from Meredith to to yeah. Aubrey.
0: But put it this way: I once said that about a Dez Bryant jersey when CeeDee Lamb got drafted to Brad Sham, and he almost disowned me, mate. So don't let him hear me say that.
2: <laughs> Brad Sham said that.
0: He, he was like, "Don't you ever say that." I was like, "Okay, Brad, I'll buy a new one." <laughs> yeah. Wow. He was like, oh, "You better man. than that, Mike." I was like, "Okay, I'm sorry." <laughs> I don't want to upset I don't want to upset the great Brad.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> good stuff.
0: All right. But yeah, there we go, mate. Well, thank you very much for joy. I know you've had a busy day and there's a lot been going yeah. on and press conferences <laughs> and writing articles and all the rest of it. So uh we will let you get back to it and uh good luck as well with
2: your triplets that are on the way. Thank yes. you, sir. Appreciate you yeah. guys.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: need you guys to come back over overseas and make sure that uh you're you're free for babysitting duty. So uh, <laughs> oh just, yeah just let me know whenever y'all are y'all are free and I'll I'll drop them off at the at the I, hotel. We'll make it I happen. Would, well, don't ever offer us to come over your
0: house because it'll just turn into a pie. <laughs> we just, we'll just bring lots hey. of beers and you just
2: be like, Okay, this was a bad mistake. Yep. Dude, that sounds awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean I need <laughs> some of that. I need some of the extra beers. I need. I've. i honestly. I was thinking about cracking open the scotch you had. Uh, I, need to I, I was just. A, that I scotch, was just about Lauren. to say
1: that's that's gonna that's gonna help you in the, yeah. in the small hours when you're up feeding. Just make I sure will, that you I, put the right bottle to the baby. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but Lauren, it's it's really interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you just because you you were the one that handed that to me. I know all of you guys played a part in that that bottle. Um, so Thanksgiving uh and and christmas uh my my dad came over and and we hosted christmas for the first time as as a family and we we just bought our brand new house and we're kind of getting everything set up and and my wife of course is pregnant she's doing her best moving around and uh and my dad's not a drinker like at all he never drinks period he doesn't drink beer really if he does, it's like a dark beer and it's like one or two and he's just kind of just drinking it socially, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and he really doesn't crack into the liquor a whole lot. And I, I brought out that bottle and his eyes lit up and he was like, whoa, <laughs> he was like, that's beautiful. And I told him the story behind it. I told him that you guys were over there and uh, got the bottle of scotch and and I was like, you want to try it? and he was like hell yeah i want to try it let's crack nah. that thing open and, and i was like all right sounds good so my my dad who's not a big drinker uh he, we've shared maybe just a couple drinks along the way we more more so share food and sports and entertainment yep. so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. sort of yeah. memories uh, we cracked it open and and poured it and and he was like whoa he's like this is the best whiskey i've <laughs> ever had and i was like yeah that's <laughs> awesome i was like that's cool so we got to drink a couple glasses and, and just kind of enjoy it. So I, I appreciate you guys very much for not only the sentiment, but setting up an opportunity to, to share some fun, fun back well, and I'll forth make, with my dad.
1: I'll make sure when we're out in 2025, I'll bring another couple of bottles. Yeah. Hey,
0: this, time, this time it's a
2: case, not a bottle.
0: Hey, yeah. all right.
2: <laughs> now, if that's the case, you got to come over and we got to crack into them. That's, that's going to change are, things. Then. All right. Yeah. Well, you've
0: got to make sure you've got plenty of ice then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we could could even
0: if we, but oh, uh, oh no, yeah, we could. It could be uh, an extended wet in the baby's head, and we will have whiskey and cigars. I'm in.
2: <laughs> man, let's make it happen, guys. Let's make it happen. Thanks for having me, as always. Uh, let me know if you ever need anything, and you guys keep on rolling out there, okay?
0: No worries. Yep. Thank you for everything, Kyle. I'm gonna speak to All you right. again, bro. Thanks, everybody. See y'all. Nice one, man. Cheers. The great Cal Yeoman's joining us. Yeah, so we'll get some more guests as we go through this. We'll get some to do some. Uh, we even we will try and get one to come in. <laughs> I almost gave the name away to do a, a mock draft with us. So that will be interesting. Um, it's a name you know. So uh-huh. yeah, but we will get <laughs> him to come and join us and we will do that. But before we get out of here, let's pay the bills. Old oh, Mr. Lawney, you're on paying bill duty. Off you go.
1: Okay, so obviously season's over, but if you're beginning to start thinking about, you've got that hunger for uh, game action again, make sure that you book for Cowboys Experience for the ultimate game tickets, se- stadium tours, meet and greets. Get to meet guys like uh, Micah Parsons, uh, Jane Ovacek, Drew Pearson, Juanway Thomas, um Oh, just Sam Williams. The whole atmosphere, Sam, whole Williams, atm- Sam Williams. Yeah, Sam Williams. The whole atmosphere that day that we were there was just absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Make sure you book with Cowboys Experience and use the promo code UK Cowboys, and if you do, you'll get some free stuff. And we're that not just great. talking little trinkets. We're get, we're talking good stuff as well.
0: We only supply the good stuff. That's why people yeah. come here. So we ain't messing around. So you did see the video, as I say, after the Super Bowl. Keep an eye on our social media because you will see uh, some more information on what's coming. And uh, trust me, it with what we put together the last time, this one's going to be even bigger and better. We just add to it each year, guys. Uh, so make sure as well you have a nice weekend. Uh, you stay safe out there. We will be back on. <laughs> we will be back on Tuesday, where we do the prospect project, and we will be looking at some prospects. Probably start with the linebacker position, maybe offensive line. Let's see how things go. But I start with the first word. So, Lorne is kicking us off with the last word. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great weekend. Hit it with it, Lorne.
1: Stay safe, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy 49 Niners. Screen the peach, and the Lions going to a Super Bowl.